Welcome to The Shiv Show, where we are all about people getting to know people. We are here to humanize the individual behind their brand and share their story with the world, with, of course, a few laughs in the mix. Now, it's time for your host, Australia's most Canadian podcaster, and just like the knife, Shivran. Hello, all you beautiful people. Welcome to another episode of The Shiv Show, where we're all about people getting to know people. Now, in this episode, we get to meet G10. G is an entrepreneur with multiple businesses. He is a life coach and he's a mentor to many, including myself. Now, this guy's story is amazing and phenomenal. And I'm going to we use that word quite a few times. G talks about some horrifying events in his childhood, the struggles he went through becoming an entrepreneur, and how he got to where he is now, which is financially free and teaching other people to, number one, be financially free, and number two, to love themselves. Now, if you'd like to hear more about G10, please check out my blog at shivrad.com, S-H-I-V-R-A-D.com. Don't forget to subscribe and review on iTunes. Thank you very much, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Shiv Show. Very pumped and excited to bring you G10. G is one of my mentors, one of my coaches, and I'm really, really pumped and excited to bring him here. G has a phenomenal story, and I want you to pay attention to that word because we're probably going to be using it quite a bit in this podcast. G, welcome to The Shift Show, my friend. Man, what an absolute honor, an absolute (laughs) honor. Shiv, I mean, when you asked me to come on this show, you knew I couldn't say no. <laughs> that's An exactly that's why I asked honor. you. <laughs> I knew you couldn't say honor. no. <laughs> yeah, honor, mate, honor. Gee, the honor, honor, the honor, honor is all mine. Listen, like I said, you have a phenomenal, phenomenal story, and this is the Shiv Show. But the the point of this show is for people to get to know other people. So think of this as the G Show, and yep. you know, just wanted to to get your story, G. So why don't we start off by you telling everybody who G is. Who G is? Okay, G. G at the moment is a mentor, an author, a speaker. I'm an entrepreneur. I own uh, multiple businesses, but I didn't start there. Mm -hmm. I didn't start there, Shiv. I started as a young child like everybody, and I went through a lot of adverse moments in life, a um, a lot of pain, a lot of suffering, a lot of horrific moments. Mm-hmm. But all those moments have made me who I am today. Um, phenomenal, phenomenal. And Correct. I know if I am, everyone else can be, and Correct. everyone actually else is. But mm-hmm. they just—we're not living that way, man. We're not living that way. And and what one of the things you do is unlock that. Correct. Oh yeah, yeah. I I unlock it through. I I got a program. Basically, I run a program. It's called B U B Phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I train people through it. It's phenomenal stuff, man. I, I, I love it. I <laughs> Dude, love it. I, lo- I love it too, and, and, and I want everyone to know what it is. And we'll, we'll dig into your program a little yeah. bit later. But Yeah, that's cool, you know, man. G, G, maybe walk us through you know, some of your – I guess where you started in your, in your childhood. Okay, so um, as a child and still as uh, me today, um, I was brought up in an ethnic family. Mm-hmm. So my parents migrated to Australia from Lebanon. My father came over when he was only 18 years old. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was born and bred in Australia in Sydney. I-, I love Sydney. I love Australia. It's my home. It's my country. And um, life was, was good as a child. Life was good. I was always happy. I was always um, into everything. And... In, in the ethnic cultures, Shiv, what happens is the, the village members get together, they have their village parties, they have your functions. Mm-hmm. It's a really tight-knit community. Yeah, it's, That's it's our, the bubble, yeah. the cultural bubble, as I like to call it. Yeah, yeah, the bubble, yeah. the bubble. Let's, let's say the bubble. Like I live in my bubble these days. It's yep. the G-bubble. Yep. And whoever's involved with me, we're in the G-bubble, right? Mm-hmm. But – that's the cultural, ethnic Lebanese bubble, right? So we grew up, my, my father was always, always at work. He was working two jobs because 
his most valued thing in in the world was to become was to the provider so he had to provide us the stepping stones and i'm talking about us is that myself and my two other brothers i've got two elder brothers yep so my like his highest value was to provide so he'd work two jobs day and night and we wouldn't see him mm. and um mum was home mum didn't know english much and we'd go to school and we were like the um they they call us the wog boys right we, yep. we were wogs to the australians we were wogs because so the color what, of our skin and, and for the non-australians including me what what does wog mean Break down, you're ethnic. Okay. You're not Australian. You, mm-hmm. You've come from another country. So you've come from the European countries. Yep. So, you know, you could be Greek, Italian, Lebanese, um, Iraqi. It's it's all those cultures. And okay. um, so that's how we were labeled as young, young kids, right? So to the outside world, to break it down, to the outside world, our family was tight-knit. So when they'd look into our family, we were tight-knit, well-structured, good boys, good parents. It was like, it was just the family to be with. Mm-hmm. So for an outsider, it was like, that's the family to be with. Ah. And I knew that in my heart. I, I knew that's what they were thinking. But behind closed doors, it wasn't that. The family was broken. Yep. So we lived through domestic violence. Mm-hmm. My brothers and I, um, uh, and a lot of a lot of the violence and a lot of um, the arguments between my parents was nothing to do with stuff here in Australia, but everything to do with overseas. Everything to do back home, yeah. Everything, mm-hmm. the pol- politics, the land, the money, everything to do with overseas, the relatives, the uncles, the aunties, the whole lot, right? The gamut. Yeah. It's it's so, funny. So well, and we'll go back to that point. But just thinking right. about my my family and 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 you know me growing up, it's funny how you can be so far away from you know where you came from. Yep. But have such close ties and have things affect you when they're you know millions of miles away. You know, it just you know to my point, so far away. But it's so it's you know it has such a big effect on your family, right? So it, it, like you said, it, you were saying fundamentally. The same thing. Fundamentally, does yeah, mm-hmm. it does big, big effect. So, um, and the arguments would stem from from all just the simplest, simplest stuff, you know. So, dad would stay at work, um, a lot, a lot of violence. But when he he do he was doing shift work as well. So, most of the night, he'd four or five nights a week, he'd get home by about eleven p.m. Mm-hmm. and then. You know, by two, three o'clock in the morning, all I could remember was arguments. Like we'd wake up and they're screaming at each other. Wake up and they're screaming at each other. And I used to jump into bed, and it's still vivid in my mind, like it's happening right now. I jump into bed. I'd squeeze myself through in between them. This is before I was eight, nine years old, right? So they could stop arguments. Yep. Because myself naturally, I don't like to argue. I, that's just me naturally. Mm-hmm. And that's human behavior. We don't actually like to argue. We don't actually like fights, but we're programmed to. Okay. So we can get onto that later on. Mm -hmm. But one moment that I really vividly remember, one argument that transformed my life, made me who I was today, who I am today, and has gotten me to the Shiv show, (laughs) was when I was eight. And um, it's like it's happening right now. It was about one, two o'clock in the morning, and I woke up to my mother screaming. My brothers woke up as well. And um, Shiv, you don't mind the detail? No, no, no. Uh, All right, cool. Not at all. So I've woken up, and um, I don't know how I've jumped out of bed, but I've, I've literally flown out of bed, and now I've locked in on my mother's waist and I'm grabbing her legs and she's screaming to her horror, to my horror. My father had gotten to boiling point. He got to that point that he couldn't take it anymore. And I understand it now, but then I didn't. He got to that point. It was so horrific. He 
they actually had a can of fuel a ga- of gasoline of petrol so wherever this is in the world so you understand and he was pouring it all over the furniture wow all over the carpets all over the walls to to basically light up the home while we were sleeping wow wow because he got to that point emotionally mm-hmm. he couldn't take it and look my father was a very 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 humble honest easy easy going guy yep but when you push someone's buttons so many times and you keep pushing the same button i understand now what do you expect so he got to that point and we, i was only eight years old eight or nine years old from what i can remember but at that moment she it was like my life flashed before my eyes I knew at that moment in time that I was to transform millions of people. Yeah. I knew it. I, I just knew it in my heart. It was it's the sense of knowing. And the sense of knowing is quicker than the sense of thought and the sense of light and the sense of sound. You just know. Correct. Totally agree with you. You just know. Yeah. So for for the listener, when you know, you know. No one else has to know. Yeah. And I've had that ability from a young, young age. So that was one really, really significant moment mm-hmm. that that transformed my life. And you knew I, you I, wanted to change people and help people in the future. It, I didn't. It wasn't that I knew I was going to be. I seen myself in my future. It was like I've had an out-of-body experience. I've seen myself in the future, and I've come back into where I was. Then I had to travel the journey to get to the shift show. So there's been a journey from 8 to 39. Yes, yes. There's been a journey, a massive, massive journey, adversity. Adversity, exactly. Everything. And and it's, it's funny how adversity shapes who you who you become yes right i mean yes. this if this didn't happen you know where would g be right now so you can look back and 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 i tell a lot of people that I, I i speak to as well if you know sometimes bad things have to happen in your life but you you don't you don't let it happen and, and you look down you you learn from it and you 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 eventually go on and, and try to fix things or try to help people that are going through that experience or have been through that experience so you know what you're doing right now with all your coaching and your mentorship, that is, you know, you're, you're, you're right as to, you know, seeing yourself in that outer body experience and doing different things. You are going towards helping people and you, well, you have been doing that for the past few years and that's, that's awesome, yeah. man. Like that's adversity at its finest or learning from adversity as it, at, at its finest. Yeah, yeah, t- uh, totally, yeah. totally. So, um, look, as you said, I'm, I'm, I've been doing this for a few years. Mm-hmm. Actually, Shiv, let me let me correct you. I've been doing it all my life. Yeah. Because from that moment, I knew it was like, I'm the youngest of three. Let me try to paint a picture for the listener. Mm-hmm. I'm the youngest of three. And whenever anyone would have an argument in the family or even outside of the family, I was always, and still till today, am the negotiator. Yeah. I will negotiate for all parties and I won't step in taking anyone's side. I've done it all my life. Yeah. From that one moment. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, no. I I think I'm kind of like that with my family as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's it's really it's it's a fundamental piece in the pie and it's a fundamental thing that has gotten me to where I am today. Yeah. Because all my life, see I've done this, but I've also been in fights when I was younger. I mm-hmm. was built to fight because in our culture and in the area we grew up in, it was like the Bronx. Yep. So we grew up in a rough, rough neighborhood and you had to fight your way through. Yep. And I, I actually was some guys that we grew up around. Now, let me be totally really raw. Mm-hmm. This is raw become and still are till today um, kingpins and drug lords. Yep. And we grew around 
we grew up in this environment. Now I could have, I had a choice. I could have went that way, or I came my way. Yep. We all have choice. Everybody in the world has choice, and my choice wasn't to go down that way. Man, I would I'd be dead by now. Yep. Yep. I uh, honestly, honestly, I, I kind of went down that path after high school yeah. as well, right? I mean, you you kind of follow the two different crowds, but which crowd do you want to follow? You got to choose. And then there comes a point in time where you have to choose. Because if I look back, I have no idea where Shiv would be, you know, if I if I went with the wrong crowd. Probably be in jail. Oh, it's, of course. It, you know, yeah. it, it, <laughs> so, you know, everything, everything. And I think we, we spoke about this when we met at the conference uh, a few months ago. But everything happens for a reason. You know, the, the reason you and I met, it, something, there, there's some strings playing up there. I don't know. But we met for a reason. Um, yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. And and so, and I think, you know, looking looking at your personality and mind, G, I think we we have a lot of similarities in terms of wanting to help people and, you know, wanting to teach people and maybe maybe people learning from our experiences, right? Um, so yeah, I think it's pretty cool. Hey, I just wanted to ask you a quick question. Now, going back yep. to, going back to, I guess the way you were raised and, and the adversity, yep, um, that you you've you've been through. How has that shaped you as a parent today? So as as a parent, how's it shaped me? So I got um, at the moment I got two two teenagers, yep. um, phenomenal guys. Mm-hmm. They have got so much to give the world. They still got to learn. They still got to go through their journey. But how has it shaped me as a parent? In my younger years as a parent, I was a very angry. I was angry within myself. Yep. I w- I wasn't. The, mo- the easiest guy to deal with. I was very alpha male, very dominant on what I do. But in, the, in these last 10 years of my life, I've really toned down what I do. I really connect with people. I speak from the heart. I speak from truth. And as a parent, I allow my boys to get things wrong. Yep. I expect, I expect phenomenal behavior. I expect it because I've expected it from myself. But I allow them to make mistakes. I, I give them free reign on exploring and doing things so they can learn from their mistakes. Yeah. But I always try to teach them the quickest possible way to get there mm-hmm. because I've traveled the journey, but they don't see that. And, and how has that differed from the way your parents raised you compared to the way you're raising your kids? So... I spend a lot of time with my boys these days. Mm-hmm. I spend a lot of time with my boys. I've actually I've got a, a property of just over two two hundred and fifty acres. Um, we spend a lot of time out on the property. They ride trail bikes. Uh, we man, we go to the movies. We we muck around. Man, my boys were driving cars at eight years old. Yeah, I, I teach them all this stuff. We man, we do the most the best things in life. And we go on holidays. Yeah. And it's because my father wasn't there and gave me the time I needed as a child, I give my boys the time. Correct. Even though I'm there, I, I work and I work very hard and extremely hard. Mm-hmm. I Every day I try to, I, I basically drop my boys off to work. I try to get them and pick them up. I do it most days. And it's cool, man. I give them what I didn't have. Mm-hmm. I give them what I didn't have. So um, that's how it's really shaped me Yeah. because I didn't have time with my dad. Well, I used to run. So dad used to do a little landscaping and maintenance business after his shift work. And we used to run home from school at 10 years old to go to work just to see dad. So I used to work after school. Just to, so, see, just to see your dad. Yeah, to be with him. And the ah. weekends, we'd go to work, mow lawns, do landscaping, mm-hmm. tree lopping, all this type of stuff. And even though I had that moment at eight, by 15, Shiv, I dropped out of school. I couldn't read and write English. Mm. So I dropped out of wow. school at 15. I wasn't a confident reader. I wasn't a confident writer. I've become an author. I have authored my own book. Um. But I, I struggled for 25 years 
on so that element. When did you when did you learn how to read and write? So at it was about thirty. I was about thirty years old, thirty one yep. years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, a friend of mine gave me my first book, and it was an eight hundred and twenty two page book on philosophy. And when I first opened the book, I was determined. I've always had drive. Yep. I've always had a determination to succeed and to obtain my goals from a young age. Mm-hmm. Always, all my life. And I was determined to read this book. And when I opened the first page, because I wasn't a confident reader or hadn't read much in my life, even though I was a... I, after school, let me just go off course here for a second. After yep. school, Shiv, I become a master carpenter and joiner. I become a, life, a master builder. I become a property developer. Mm-hmm. And this is in a space of 10 years. So by 25, I was developing property. I had become a builder. I was running teams. I was reading plans. But to read a book, I never did. Wow. So at 30... Mm-hmm. At 30, I got this first book. It was given to me, and a friend of mine said, read it. I had to literally put a page to cover all the words and read line by line. So my brain could map, and I could. I was getting headaches looking at all the words on the book, on the page. And I had to move it down slowly, 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 slowly. And eventually, by the time I got to page like 70 or 80, I didn't need that page, Mm -hmm. that paper. So then I was just reading and I was just churning and there'd be words in the book I couldn't, I didn't understand. So thank God for technology. I'd have the dictionary on my my iPhone, right? And I plug the word in and and it'd it'd speak out the word and I'd see what it said and yep, beautiful, I'd go back to reading. And I literally read the whole book, word for word, page for page, I didn't skip. Wow. And then from there, my journey started. And eight years on, I've become an author. Yeah, that, that, look at that, G. I mean, that's inspiration yeah, for eight all years of us. On, <laughs> yeah, I've become an author. So I basically wrote my whole book freehand, yep. one go. I didn't chop and change from it. Mm-hmm. I, have got an, I have got an editor, a professional editor to help me, yep. which was fine. But you know what? Um, they didn't have to do much a lot of a lot of work because I let it th- flow through me. Mm-hmm. Um, I just let the book be real. So, um, so that was another pain point that I experienced in my life, and and I held that as a belief that I couldn't read and write for twenty years, twenty five years, mm-hmm. until I sat down and I started to read. Wow, I had geez. to sit down and start to read. You had, you had to force yourself, per, you know. I had to. I had to. I had to. Wow. Now, that, I can tell that's you, perseverance. Yeah, I can tell you honestly, I'm not the most confident public reader, yep. but I can speak. Yeah. I can. <laughs> I put programs together. I know how to churn money. I, I run business. Mm-hmm. But I've overcome what I used to fear. Yeah. I've overcome it. Yep. And there's another moment in my life that just keeps popping in that i gotta, I got to share with you, Shiv. Sure. I met my wife when I was 15. So we started dating at 15 just after school. She became a school teacher. I finished all my stuff at um, my, my extra studies, so becoming carpenter, builder, and all that. But a week before we got married, when we, were, we got, mar- got married at 23, so I've been with my wife for 24 years this year. Wow. In 2017, yeah, 24 years this year. Congrats, 24. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. 24 years, yeah. So, but when I was 23, we got married. A week, a week before we got married, I was out in Sydney Harbour, and we were out, we were out in the open ocean, and we were fishing. We were only in a, a small 16-foot boat. We were fishing all day. We were on the water at 7 a.m., and by 2 o'clock, 2 p.m., we were ready to come home. We, I started to draw draw the anchor up, but I didn't notice the current. And my friend on the boat, there were three of us on the boat, 
trying to turn on the engine, he's trying to turn on the engine, he's trying to kick it over, there was no fuel in the tank. This rogue wave come out of nowhere. Picked the boat up, and in seconds we were capsized. Literally under the boat. Hmm. Up on the rocks, we were smashed against these rocks because the current pushed us in so quickly we didn't have time because I had was already pulling the anchor up. And this was one week before your wedding? One week before I got married. One week. So this Yikes. was yeah. in 2001. It was September, mm. early September 2001. I got capsized in a boat and I could have died. Mm. There was three of us. It was a four-hour rescue by the Coast Guard and the police. We lost. I lost my phone, lost my wallet, lost everything I had on me, all my identification. There was a four-hour rescue. We got home. I got married, and I still went on my honeymoon. Look at that. So I've had so many moments in life that I wouldn't be present, I wouldn't be here, and I wouldn't be on the Shiv show. Mm-hmm. But there is a higher power, and we are connected. Yeah. And it all happens for us, not to us. It happens for us. But it's up to us. We have to activate our own courage to move through it, to move beyond our own pain. Yeah. And, and G, you know, talk, just keeping the point on, the, on courage. Yep. Because to me, you know, I, I did martial arts all my life, and, and the courage piece is a huge part of it. And I feel that, you know, Today, I, I like to think that I have the courage to do a lot of things that other people won't. Yes. But that was instilled in me from a child. Now, you know, where, where did your courage come from? You, you've, done all these, you've done all these things. I mean, you learned how to read at 30 and now you're an author. And you, yeah. have, you have the courage and confidence because I, I feel like they tie hand in hand. The courage and confidence to, to teach people, to mentor people, to be a leader when, when there are no other leaders around. You know, where does your courage stem from? So let me, let me break up courage and confidence. Mm-hmm. They do tie in together, mm-hmm. but I'll get to confidence in a minute. Yep. Courage, where did my courage stem from? Look, always from a young, young age, I was in trees. I'd do things. Man, I'd, I, was, I always just had that instilled in me. I don't know where it stemmed from, but I had to be very courageous as a young child because of all the adversity that I faced in our family. Now, I was brought up a Christian in the Catholic Church, and I still believe in the church, and I still believe in the Bible, Mm -hmm. and I actually believe in all the philosophies. I don't discriminate against any of the philosophies. I actually... I really, really love them, all mm-hmm. of them. They all are saying there is a message there for for all of us, for all our, us human beings, right? Yep. But even though the courage came from, you know, back, how can I put this to you? Back when I was young, you'd look up at your parents because they were your guides, you know, they're your, your guardians. These are the people that you feel safe around. Mm-hmm. And six days out of ten, it was cool, but the other four days it wasn't. And sometimes it was ten out of ten it wasn't, right? Yep. But the good days were really good. But when you see your parents broken or your mother broken, and you've come through her wound and you're connected energetically, you're connected emotionally to your mother, you're mm-hmm. connected to your father. For me, I couldn't see that because of my sense of knowing. Okay. I had always, always known. So I had to activate my courage as a young child. You had, had, you had no choice. I had no choice yeah. because I could see for me, I'm very visual, so I'll, I'll always talk to you about I could see the end result in that. I could see and I knew if I didn't do anything to stop it, it wasn't going to stop. Mm-hmm. So if I didn't jump into bed 
to stop my parents fighting, they wouldn't stop. And I had to take charge as a young kid. And that's where it pretty much stems from. And Shiv, that was a brilliant question. (laughs) Shiv, that was a brilliant question. Now, what about the confidence piece? So confidence. The listener needs to know that nobody in the world has confidence. And let me break this down. We see people that are confident, like I confidently speak today because I'm speaking from the heart, I'm speaking about my story, Mm -hmm. I'm speaking about what I've learned, I'm speaking about what I'm passionate about. But if you were to ask me 10 years ago to speak like this, I didn't have the confidence. I didn't actually have the confidence to get up and mentor people as a coach, as a mentor, or get up on stage only a few years ago. But I had to activate my courage in order to build my confidence. Mm-hmm. I like that. So confidence is built via courage. Like courage is the vehicle to confidence. Does that make sense? No, that makes perfect sense. And it brings me to this. I had a conversation with a coworker with Ross uh, earlier today, and he's just a genius. And the way he put it was, you know, everybody is a white belt at something. So, you know, in, in martial arts terms, white belt, the very right. beginning. So, yeah. you know, he was talking about being a white belt at, you know, doing this and doing that and doing that. And I applied it to myself and I said, you know what? Same thing as you, G. I used to be a white belt at speaking. I never wanted to speak in front of anybody. I would never even think of doing a podcast or, or speaking to anybody in general or, or getting up on stage and speaking to, you know, hundreds. But with practice, you know, practice makes perfect. And I really believe that you need to build the confidence and you need to have the courage to want to build that confidence. So I see exactly what you're saying with, you know, you need to build courage to, to gain that confidence perfectly ties in. I like it. You you don't have to build courage. You have to activate your courage. Ah, okay. You have to activate. So you have to action the courage. You have to take that step. So let me break it down. Yeah, so, imagine, yeah, so how, does, how, does one, how does one activate that courage, I guess? Okay, is, is so imagine, imagine you're, there's a layer of ice. Now, I know Canada's cold, right? <laughs> yeah. There's a layer of ice. And you've fallen into a hole mm-hmm. because the sheet of ice just around you just broke. You've fallen in. It's cold. It's darn cold, man. It's like, I don't know how many degrees Fahrenheit. I I can tell you in Celsius, it's minus, right? (laughs) Then someone comes out and puts their hand out to you, but they can't can't reach you. Mm -hmm. They can't physically reach you. Even though their hand is out and you know they're there, you have to then move to – you have to move your hand to reach their hand. And it takes you to activate that courage to get out of that water. To reach, okay. Do you know what I mean? Yep. So you could be in a hole mentally. Mm-hmm. You can be in a hole physically. You can be in a hole financially. Yep. Someone can come along like a mentor or Shiv can come along with a podcast. And then you hear something and you have that flash of inspiration. It's like, oh, that's how I can do it. Mm-hmm. That's like the hands reaching, the hand of God is reaching out to you. But you have to go now and activate your courage to take the move. You got to take the step into your future. Beautiful. Beautiful. I like it. Beautiful. Love it. I love it. I'm pumped. G is pumped. Everybody, G is always pumped. This is G morning, morning, afternoon, evening, night. This is. This is what she does. <laughs> what's the time? What's the time now, Shiv? That we're recording nine nine thirty eight p.m. p.m. I've been up since three a.m. Yes. Can you can you talk about your routine, actually, G? Because that is you know I know your routine, but I want everybody else to know your routine. So, okay. you know, what time does G wake up? Okay, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go to the program for like two seconds. Yeah, sure. The BUB phenomenal program. BUB phenomenal. The secrets to success. And I want you to listen. The secrets 
to success. Now, Shiv, everyone wants to be successful. Mm -hmm. And success to every individual is represents something different. For me, I know where I need to be in 10 years. I know where I'm going. I know where I need to be. Because I've, I run business, I've got two teenage boys, I've got a large family, uh, I've got my wife, she runs her own bookkeeping business, and I'm pretty, pretty busy. I'm, I'm busy, yeah. right? For me to do my programs, for me to study, to have my time, to really work on myself every single day, to be phenomenal and to be that consistent guy wherever I go, because this is what a lot of people lack, is being the same person wherever they are. Because they switch on to one person, then there's one person in front of their friends, they're one person in front of the mirror. Yeah, they're, they're another they're, person yeah. in front of their partners. Somebody, they're, another person. They're, they're different at work. They're different at home. They're different with their friends. Yeah, I, I know exactly. exactly what you're saying. So for me to be the same guy everywhere, I have to manage my time very, very strategically. Mm -hmm. And success to me isn't about money. Success to me is about feeling content being grateful and inspiring people that's success that's that's my definition of success so Content, how can i better grateful my and yeah. inspiring people i'm just writing yeah. this down from my own notes how can i be phenomenal and successful every single day mm -hmm. how can i because i want to be better than i was in the morning yeah. i want to be better than i was at lunchtime and i'll keep working on me every single moment of the day so what what I do and what my schedule is now and what the listener's schedule should be is work on themselves before they talk to anyone. Mm -hmm. Because if you can't get you right, how can you be right for anyone else? Yeah. How can I possibly talk to someone? How can I possibly deliver a product or service or be an employee or be a mother or, or be a teenager if I'm not right for me? How can I be that for someone else? I can't. So what I do is I'm up at 3 a.m. in the morning, Monday to Friday so far. 3 a.m. Um, yeah, I know I'm going to get seven <laughs> days a week to 3 a.m., but for now I'm just working on a 3 a.m. Monday to Friday because mm -hmm. I'm not generally in Sydney. I'm not generally in my hometown on the weekends. Yep. So that's why it's a Monday to Friday schedule. Between 3 and 6 a.m., Shiv, I do my meditation. Yeah. I get centered. And we can go into all of this later on in different um, um, sessions. Yep. So I, I meditate. I get centered. I write my programs. I, I basically work on myself. I, that's my study time in that three-hour block. I don't do Facebook. I don't do social media. I don't do any internet. Just before 6 a.m., 10, 15 minutes, I scan my emails. I'll scan the social media, what I need to. If I have to respond, I will, and I do, and I clear out my inbox. So I know when I get to work, it's clear. It's already been cleared. I don't need to check it when I get there. Yep. So that's like 10, 15 minutes, a quick scan because I have to be punchy. I have to be quick to get results. At six, five past six, I'm on the road because I enjoy running on the road. I, li I don't like a gym. I, I don't like that repetitious just treadmill stuff. Mm -hmm. I like to be outside with nature. So I'm getting my fitness in. So between six and seven a.m., my fitness is done. I've checked my emails. I've showered. And at seven, I'm having my breakfast, Monday to Friday. So wow. that's three to seven. After that, I get my boys to, to school. If I don't have to be in a meeting early, I get my boys to school. By 8 o'clock, I'm in the office or I'm out meeting a client and then I'm in work mode between pretty much 8 a.m. till 5 p.m. every day. Sometimes 4, sometimes 3, depending on the day, but generally up until 5 p.m., 
I'm in work mode yep. until I get back home. I don't worry about what my kids are doing because I know they're safe at school. Yep. If I get a phone call, I know it's an emergency. Mm-hmm. My family comes first, I'll drop everything and run. Uh, generally, if I scan my calls that are coming through during the day and my team scan my calls for me, because if I don't need to take it, I don't. I get back to people later. So that's what I do during the day. And yeah. then at night when I get home, I basically am with my family. I don't respond to phone calls. I don't look at my phone for a for a massive chunk because it's my family time. Yep. And then if I've got a webinar that I'm running, I've got a general webinar that I run on Tuesday nights just before I did this one. Mm-hmm. I've got a general webinar that I run that I give back to people. And then basically get on the Shiv show late Tuesday night. <laughs> uh, that's my schedule. When you schedule yourself in, and it's fluid, it's not It's not structured in a way that I'm hard on myself. If I have to change it, I can. Yeah. A lot of people will try to build a schedule, and if they can't do it the next day, they get upset. Mm-hmm. So to be successful and to to live an abundant life and to have the financial freedom that I have, I have to get up at that hour. And to give the listeners and to give the people what I give them, the guys that I mentor and to go into the schools that I'm going in and, and giving them what I do, I have to get up at that hour. And this is why I do it, Shiv. Because I've got to a point, just like you, that it's not about me. What can I give back? So what can I give back every single day activates me getting up at 3 a.m.? Yeah. And just, Have, just on that point, G, it, it's a good spot to be in, right? Oh, it's when, a, you, yeah, when you live to help people. Phenomenal, phenomenal spot. It is a great spot to be in. It is a great, great spot. Look, mm-hmm. I wasn't at this spot 10 years ago. I, yep. wasn't here, I wasn't here seven years ago that I could just stay up till 10 p.m. and grind from 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't just wake up at 3 a.m. in the morning say I'm getting up at 3 a.m. I used to get up at 5.30, 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, sometimes 8 o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. depending on what the day was. But when I really, really honed in on what I do and what my gift is to give back, I really got into a grind, into a process that has worked with me and how I did it was gradual. So what I did is I started, okay, for a first week, I'm just going to get up consistently at six at the same time. Even though I could get up at 5.30 or four, I said no to myself. I started at six, 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 six repetitiously for a week, two weeks. From six, I went to 5.30. From 5.30, I went to like five o'clock. And I moved it to 4.30. And eventually, I got to the 3 o'clock grind. Yep. So for the listener, if don't expect to be there overnight. Mm-hmm. Expect to be there. But strategically, step yourself there. Yep. People don't want to step themselves in. They just want it now. It doesn't work that way. And we okay. know that, yeah. Shiv. Patience, patience. Patience, patience. Yep. Be, look. You got to be impatiently patient. <laughs> you have to be Correct, impatient because you got you got to be on the run. You got to go obtain your goals, but be patient about obtaining them. Mm-hmm. They're going to come, but you got to put in the hard work. You have to put in the hard work. Yeah. Gee, listen, it's it's funny and everyone everyone listening, G and I, we jumped on there before we started recording. We said we're going to keep this 20 to 30 minutes because we want to keep it short and simple, but gee, I, I have so much more to ask you. So we, we need to do, we definitely need to do a part two, but the yes. last question I have for you is this, you, you know, you actually got me into this the first time we met and it, you talked a lot about creating your bubble. Yes. Now, you know, can you talk about very quickly who's in your bubble and how you keep that bubble strong? Cause you know, once you have a bubble, people are either trying to knock on the door and, and be pulled in, which is great, or break it down. So, you okay. know, how do you keep that strong bubble of yours? 
Okay, so your bubble has to be by choice. Yep. Your bubble has to be, when I talk to people, it's all about having a strategy. You have to prepare yourself and be strategic at what you do. What I do is very, very strategic. Very, very strategic. My decisions are strategically made and I make them myself. Mm-hmm. But, and why I make them is because it has to fit in to where I'm going. It has to fit in with my goals. If it doesn't fit in, if it doesn't align, if it's not congruent, I gotta say no. I'm sorry, you've come to the right guy, but not at the right time. So talking about the bubble, you have to understand that your family, you cannot change and you cannot choose. Sorry, you're stuck with your family. Love them for who they are. Love every little bit of who they are, even though they annoy you. You have to love them. Because we all, all of us, we're all human. We all get annoyed by some aspect of our family. So with my family, I can't choose that. They're in my bubble. So I've learned and I've trained myself to love them for who they are Mm -hmm. and what they do and what they achieve. I do not judge them. I do not judge them. I love them how they are. If they need a hand, I'm there for them. I, I go out of my way. That's family. Yep. Friends. Friends, you have to choose strategically. And I'm not trying to stay, say strategically like it's a numbers game, like you're running a corporation. But you've got to build your friendships on the characters. Understand what character you are and then pull in the characters you need to help you because you're going to help them, they're going to help you. So now I I look at people's characters, I observe them and I know within instance, like within seconds, nanoseconds, that I can work with that person and I bring them into my bubble. So I'll engage in conversation first. First is conversation and if we join, we click, I leave it if they come back through into into what I'm doing, I'll engage again. After the third or fourth time, if they haven't engaged and they're interested, they're not committed. I don't push. I don't push the relationship. Mm-hmm. I allow them to be. I know them. I've connected with them, and they're on a journey just like I am. Yep. So with friends, it's got to be. You got to choose your friends by their character. And if it's one thing I can tell you about friends, you have to have friends that are open to growing. Yep. You have to have friends that are open with a vision, that are going to help you obtain your goals, that are trying to achieve their own goals. Because a person that haven't, hasn't got a vision, hasn't got a dream, isn't going to believe in your own individual dream. Mm-hmm. And the only reason for that is because they don't believe in their own. They don't believe in themselves as well. Yeah, well, they know they have a dream, but they don't believe they can obtain the dream. They don't want to go through the pain of getting it. They don't want to go through the pain. So in my bubble, and I haven't shared this with, a lot of people, but I'm going to share it now with you, Shib, because I feel I need to. Mm-hmm. I got friends that are business friends. They're my business friends. We talk business. Yep. I got friends that are spiritual friends. We talk everything spirituality. Yep. I got friends that are fitness friends. We talk everything fitness. So sometimes you can't mix a friend with a different culture or a different group. It just doesn't work. And, and, and the listener needs to understand that. So I know what I like to do. I know what my bubble's about. And I know where each individual friend and even my own personal mentors, everyone I connect with, I know where they fit and with which sort of bubble they fit within. I know who connects with who. So I can't get someone that's into fitness and 
doesn't care about business, I can't strategically talk business with him. My, the business guy, that's all about money. I can't talk spirituality with him. He's not interested. I can't bring up meditation with some of my friends. I don't. It's okay. Does does that make sense? Yeah. No, no, no. I'm, you know, I'm sitting here thinking about my bubble and and it was a very selfish question. I'm going to I'm going to say that because I asked it because you know, in the past month or maybe let's say 2 months, I've I've washed my hands and I've I've literally changed the people in my bubble. Yep. And you know, it went from and I'll be honest with you, G, it went from a very big bubble to a, to a pretty small bubble. <laughs> uh, and I'm so much more happier. I've actually never been happier. And I would say this is probably the happiest time of my life. And a big part of it was because I've changed the people around me. I've changed the surroundings. And, yes. you know, I, I, I took your advice on the bubble. And, you know, I've, you know I, I, made a, I made a conscious decision not to hang out with any negative people anymore. Yep. Totally. Don't like negative people. It's it's not good for you. And and you're right. You know if what I did first was try to change them. And if they didn't want to change, then you know go to your own bubble because the shiv the shiv show bubble doesn't have any space for you, right? Yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> but, no, no. I, it was a very selfish question. But gee, you know, we got to do a part two. Like I said before, before I leave you, if you could summarize yep. all your advice, all your learnings, all the adversities and challenges. If you can summarize everything into one word, one word, one word, what would it be? One word. Wow. What one word? Yep. I can't just give you one word, Shiv. <laughs> it's a challenge, right? It's a challenge. It's a Shiv. Oh, one word. The Shiv Show Challenge. They're gonna, there's going to be many of them. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. One word, just phenomenal. I like it. I like it. Gee, here's what we're gonna do. I'm actually gonna do you mind actually if I if I share your your Tuesday webinar link on my blog? No, not at, not at all, man. Not at all. Perfect. And gee, if people want to reach out to you, where can they find you? Uh, they can get me at poweredbyg.com. Poweredbyg.com. Yeah. Perfect. G double E. And I'll I'll also put that in the blog for everyone, and uh, you yep. can check it out. But gee. Gee, listen, thank you so much. I want you to get some sleep because I know you got to wake up in a couple hours. But uh, listen, huge mentor of, of, for me. You've, uh, you've been such a positive impact on my life. And I just want to thank you so much for your time. My, my pleasure, Shiv. Man, it was an absolute honor. And I can't wait for us to, to change people's lives. Awesome. So that's my time. <laughs> that's my time. And before I go, remember, be you be phenomenal love it love it thank you g my pleasure mate. cheers see you mate hello everyone thank you so much for tuning in i hope you enjoyed that episode if you missed anything do not worry log on to shivrad.com that's s-h-i-v-r-a-d.com to listen to this podcast again check out the other episodes and of course check out the blog thanks everyone until next time